is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I'm going to do the best I can. I don't have a cold. I have the flu. I've been uh, husbanding my energy here to uh, be able to do the broadcast today, but my mind is as sharp as ever before. Now, before we get into some of these things, I want to explain how I think. I want to explain how I approach this show. And it is a statement Ronald Reagan used to have on his desk and I have on the Levin TV desk. And it's, there's no limit to the amount of good you can do if you don't care who gets the credit. There's no limit to the amount of good you can do if you don't care who gets the credit. You know, I don't mention what I said in the past or play audio from my past comments for the purpose of trying to show anybody up, for the purpose of trying to show you how prescient I am, or to justify some prediction, or any of the rest of it. That's not why I do it. I do it because I think very, very logically. I mention the past so you can see how I think, why I say what I say, and to discern the progression of events from your host as I approach them. And I know others want to pat themselves on the head and pat themselves on the back. That's not what I'm doing. Honestly, I don't have time to really listen to everybody else. I'm doing Levin TV. I'm prepping for my own radio show. I'm starting a new book again soon. And I'm going to have a show on Fox. I honestly don't have time to listen to what everybody else is saying, nor do I want to. That's what an audience is for. But I do need to go back here because there is some recent efforts here, the last... 30 or 40 minutes to protect Barack Obama from this text you've been hearing about all day. But in order to make sense out of all this, I need to go back, lay out what was said last March. I mean, I could go back to last February, but I'm not going to do that Uh, on uh, Fox and Friends. On March 5th, I will spare you my March 2nd radio show and my March 6th Hannity show. And then we're going to listen to what I said on Hannity this past Monday, just a few days ago. And then there's some news out that you haven't heard about as the Wall Street Journal news page tries to defend Barack Obama. Now, what are we talking about? We're talking about a text, a text exchanged by page and stroke, a text in which It makes clear that Barack Obama wants to be kept informed. So the debate now, or the so-called debate, is informed about what? Some people have argued informed about Hillary Clinton, her email investigation. The Wall Street Journal says now, as I will explain in a little bit more detail, that no, people who know Page and Strzok say it had nothing to do with that. 
president just wanted information about the Russia investigation. That's not exactly right either. And you see, ladies and gentlemen, this is one text, and this text is very revealing. But it's more than that. As you listen to these audios, you'll put it together, rather than me repeating myself, and then I'll take it the next step. Does that make sense, Mr. Producer? So I'm not playing this to say, look how smart I am. I was the first one to do this or that. I don't care. I care about this republic. I care about getting to the bottom of this. I have a unique vantage point, having served in the Reagan administration for eight years, having served at the top levels of the Justice Department. And when I smell a rotting political event, I want you to know why. So we'll just spend a few minutes going back in order to go forward. Now this is Fox and Friends, March 5th, 2017, nearly a year ago. If you can, I hope you listen very carefully as we walk through this step by step by step. Cut one, go. The evidence is overwhelming. This is not about President Trump's tweeting. This is the Obama administration's spying. And the question isn't whether it's spied. We know they went to the FISA court twice. The question is, who did they spy on? The extent of the spying. That is, the Trump campaign, the Trump transition, Trump surrogates. And I want to walk you through this, the American people. Exhibit one. Exhibit one. This is all public. Head Street. Two separate sources with links to the counterintelligence community have confirmed that the FBI sought and was granted a Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act court. This is spying. Uh, in October, giving counterintelligence permission to examine the activity of, quote, U.S. persons in Donald Trump's campaign with ties to Russia. Let me go on. This isn't me. They say the first FISA request, sources say, named Trump, was denied back in June, denied by the court. Mm -hmm. But the second was drawn more narrowly and was granted in October after evidence was presented of a server possibly related to the Trump campaign and its alleged links to two banks. Now, sources suggest that a FISA warrant was granted to look at the full content of emails and other related documents that may concern U.S. persons. Now, I know people are hung up with Trump's word wiretapping. Well, how'd they get access to this server information? Does it really matter if it was wiretapping, electronic surveillance, or whatever it was? Exhibit 2, The Guardian, a well-known right-wing British paper. Here it is. Uh, quote, The Guardian has learned the FBI applied for a warrant from the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court over the summer in order to monitor four members of the Trump team suspected of irregular contacts with Russian officials. Keep in mind, this is during a presidential election. The sitting president, the incumbent party, is now investigating the presidential candidate of the Republican Party and his campaign to some extent. The FISA court turned down the application asking FBI counterintelligence investigators to narrow its focus. According to one report, the FBI was finally granted a warrant in October. Exhibit 3, McClatchy, another well-known right-wing newspaper. Here they have the agency's headline, FBI, five other agencies, five other Obama administration agencies probe possible covert Kremlin aid to Trump. The FBI and five other law enforcement intelligence agencies have collaborated for months in an investigation into Russian attempts to influence the November election, including whether money from Kremlin uh, covertly aided presidential-elect Donald Trump. Two people familiar with the matter said the agencies involved in the inquiry are the FBI, 
the CIA, the NSA, the Justice Department, the Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, and representatives of the director of the National Intelligence. Are you telling me Barack Obama didn't know it was Mark, going on in six go, agencies? As you hold go on, on hold on, how are hold you? On. Okay, keep going. I'm not done. I need to make the case because the media seems to be confused about their own reporting. New York Times, another well-known liberal outlet, intercepted Russian communications part of inquiry into Trump associates January 19. The FBI is leading the investigations, aided by the NSA, the CIA, Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Unit. The investigators have accelerated their efforts in recent weeks, but have found no exclusive, uh, conclusive evidence of wrongdoing. Listen to this. One official said intelligence reports based on some of the wiretap communications have been provided to the White House. This is the New York Times. Another right-wing outlet. Four. Another right-wing outlet. Let's yeah. continue. <laughs> New York Times again. NSA gets more latitude to share intercepted communications. In the final days of the Obama administration, uh, the administration has expanded the power of the NSA to share globally intercepted personal communications with the government's 16 other intelligence agencies before applying privacy protections. Now, why would they do this on the way out the door? Well, March 1, Exhibit 6, Obama administration rushed to preserve intelligence of Russian election hacking. In the Obama administration's last days, listen to this, some White House officials scrambled to spread information about Russian efforts to undermine the presidential election and about possible contacts between associates of President-elect Trump and Russians across the government. I'm not done. <laughs> Exhibit 7, New York Times. Flynn is said to have talked to Russians about sanctions Trump took office. Well, where'd they get this information? Well, Mark, you know, the FISA court, they're always monitoring the uh, the uh, Russian ambassador. And so how do we know that? Maybe they are, maybe they're not. But there's an awful lot of other activity. Sure. Here we have Washington Post. One more. Washington Post, March 2nd. U.S. investigators have examined contacts Attorney General Sessions had with Russian officials during the time he was advising Donald Trump's campaign. The focus of the U.S. counterintelligence investigation has been on communication between Trump campaign officials mm -hmm. and Russia. Listen to this. The inquiry involving Sessions is examining his contacts while serving as Trump's foreign policy advisor in the spring and summer of 2016. This has been going on for a year. All right. Let's go back to cut two, Mr. Producer. Go ahead. How confident are you that this new this investigation, which was on Russian so-called Russian hacking, but now the White House says this morning will be broadened to looking into executive overreach? How confident Look, are you they clear. will find something there? I don't know, but they already found something. The issue isn't whether the Obama administration spied on the Trump campaign or transition or certain of its surrogates. The issue is the extent of it. Mm -hmm. They went into court a second time. They were so aggressive. They waited four or five months. They go back in October, weeks before the general election. They narrow their request. All of a sudden, we have leaks coming out on Flynn. Then we have a, oh, a horrible meeting that took place between Sessions and so forth. And I'm telling you, as a former chief of staff to an attorney general of the United States in the Reagan administration, these are police state tactics. Now, what did Barack Obama know? He knew everything I just read to you apart, apart from one or two articles. You know how I know? It's in the newspapers. It's right there. So Barack Obama not only knew this, but he gets a daily intelligence briefing. And let me tell you something about daily intelligence briefings. If your attorney general and your FBI is going to the FISA court yep. to get a warrant 
to investigate aspects of an opposition party in the middle of a general election campaign. How much you want to bet the president of the United States knew that? I don't want to read his opinion. All right. I'm live now. I had pretty good grasp on this based on the sparse information. But again, I'm not doing this to tell you how smart I am. I'm doing this to tell you I'm experienced. And I think these things through based on my own background. And I knew and I know today something is horribly, horribly wrong. And then the pushback came almost immediate. And I want to move from this after I show you the play for the pushback again. It was extreme. It was constant. It was all the big media. And it was stunning. And the reason is, well, I'll explain that later as I did on Monday on Hannity's show. Let's go to cut six, Mr. Producer. Go. White House officials say that the president's sources were various conservative outlets, most prominently perhaps radio host Mark Levin, who seemed to take three basic chunks of information and combine them into one conspiracy theory of what he calls a silent coup. And on the conservative Breitbart website, which Friday highlighted a conspiracy-loving radio talk show host, Mark Levin. Now, the story asserted that Obama has been trying to undermine Trump at every turn. As you can see from the headline, it was inspired by a Thursday night radio segment by conservative talk show host Mark Levin. Apparently, uh, this idea came from right-wing radio host and unlicensed gynecologist Mark Levin, who ranted about these wiretaps. Anyway, let me stop there. Maybe so, but I'm not an unlicensed proctologist like you are, pal. Go ahead. Radio show. That show was then written up by Breitbart as Mark Levin to Congress investigate Obama's silent coup versus Trump. What does the White House gain by the president of the United by Steve Bannon most likely handing the president of the United States a, a Breitbart, Breitbart article. article and 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 talking about what a rabid right wing talk show host uh, has been theorizing. Start with uh, firebrand conservative of radio host Mark Levin. Uh, briefly, for people who don't know, who is he? He's uh, got quite a following, and he's not just a conservative figure, but often espousing relatively radical positions about the need to uh, reinvent the Constitution and the government and ways in which we think about society. The notion that Mark Levin is a news outlet, it's, it's not the New York Times, it's not the Washington Post, it's not the Wall Street Journal, it's not the L.A. Times, it's not a major news network, it's Mark Levin, a guy who, you know, I know when talk radio guys do on left and right mostly on right they rob, rob people up with outrageous charges and nobody keeps count of them because here's the president of the united states getting his information from these people evidence for suggesting president obama has committed a crime seems pretty thin the detailed speculation from a conspiracy loving talk show host like mark levin okay i think we can now officially declare that trump has a worse media diet than the son of sam killer and he got all his news from a talking dog who told him to murder i'm back live so when all this took place two things i knew i was onto something if i wasn't onto something why would they care that's number one number two they were a handful of colleagues in this business who came to my defense. Most of them sat on their mouths and didn't say a word. And now they pat themselves on the back for having broken this. I don't pat myself on the back for anything. I just laid out for you March. And I'm going to take the next step, the next step, and where this may be headed when we return. I'll be right back. Mark Levin.
We don't have enough time in this segment to build on the foundation I just laid for you. We'll do it right after the bottom of the hour, and I hope you'll stay, stay here. You see, I've always believed that it was impossible for the Obama White House and Obama himself not to know the general outlines of what was taking place in his administration. In fact, it would be almost impossible if he didn't. He gets the daily presidential briefing, which includes counterintelligence investigations. If you have a counterintelligence investigation going on based on a warrant secured by the FBI and Justice Department, you better believe that's mentioned in those briefings, which is why I continue to press Congress to get copies of them. We also know Attorney General Lynch, Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates, FBI Director Comey, Deputy FBI Director McCabe, Strzok, Page, and many others knew about these FISA applications and knew about this, these FISA warrants and the extension. Why would they keep it from the National Security Council? Ben Rhodes, the Deputy National Security Council, who's a big-time leaker, why would they have kept it from Susan Rice, the number one national security person advising the President of the United States? Why would they keep it from Valerie Jarrett, who had her finger in everything? And why would they keep it from Barack Obama? More when I return. American Revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. During different times on this radio program and on Levin TV and on Fox, I have continued to return to the issue of Obama. I was asked by uh, Sean Hattie to come on the show Monday, and uh, I agreed and I was listening to some of the guests before me as I was in the last segment. This was Monday night. Some very, very brilliant people. Uh, Devin Nunes was speaking. Very, very courageous man. As you know, I'm a big fan of his and have been for a long time, given what he's been through and what he's trying to get done here. And as I was listening, I thought I needed to return to this issue of getting out of the weeds and focusing on this president, Obama. Let's listen to a little bit of this. Cut three, go. Well, you can see uh, all hell's breaking loose. The mainstream media pretty much is trying to keep a, a, a lid on it, uh, as are the Democrats. But the fact of the matter is... By the way, this was the, uh, the Nunes House Intel Committee memo that I was talking about. Go ahead. Huge problem with uh, the top levels of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And I say that with great trepidation, and I'll tell you why. I was chief of staff to an attorney general. I knew at least two former directors of the FBI. We worked incredibly well with the FBI over at the Justice Department. It would never even have occurred to us to interfere with their activities for or against. It never would have occurred uh, to us to interfere with an election. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? All this talk about Russia interfering with our election, which Russia sought to do, and not just our election, but elections all over the world, but they failed. The FBI also sought to interfere with our election. Mr. Comey did, Mr. McCabe did, the director, former, the uh, current deputy who will be out soon, as did their underlings, Mr. Stroke, Ms. Page, Raddick, Baker, and others whose names will go down in history infamously. Um, we also know that Loretta Lynch did the same thing. And I want to emphasize something to you. 
There's no way in hell Barack Obama didn't know some of this. There's no way in hell Barack Obama didn't know that his Department of Justice and FBI had filed applications with the uh, FISA court, the Foreign Intelligence uh, Surveillance Court, uh, for counterintelligence investigation. There's no way he wasn't informed about that, either directly from the FBI, the Attorney General, or in his daily presidential briefing, his intelligence briefing. There is no way that they wouldn't have told him because of the potential that it could affect the election. I misspoke, by the way. That was from Levin TV on January 24th of this year, and it's, it's out there if you care to listen to it. Now, this past Monday, three days ago, three nights ago, I was on Hannity, and here's what I said. Cut four, go. Now we know why Schiff and the rest of them are fighting so hard. Now we know why the left-wing Praetorian Guard Democrat media are fighting so hard, trashing Nunes, me, you, and others. Let's walk through this quickly. Who are they trying to protect? Hillary Clinton. Sean, who else are they trying to protect? Barack Obama. His name never comes up, so let me help everybody with this. Loretta Lynch knew about these FISA warrants. Yates, the Deputy Attorney General. The extensions, Rob Rosenstein, now the Deputy Attorney General, he knew. FBI Director Comey, Deputy Director McCabe, Strzok, the head of counterintelligence, Page, his girlfriend. Who else would have known about these, these uh, FISA applications and warrants? Well, let me tell you a little secret. These are counterintelligence efforts. You have to assume the National Security Council and the White House knew. Why would the FBI, the Justice Department, keep that from the National Security Director in the White House? Why would they keep it from the Deputy Director in the White House? So why would it be left out of the President's daily <coughs> intelligence briefing, <coughs> which I mentioned in March Congress also needs to get a hold of? I am telling you, well, we're looking at the FBI, we're looking at the Department of Justice, and we're not looking at all at all at the White House. Hillary Clinton paid for a warrant. That's the easiest way we can put it. Hillary Clinton colluded with the, uh, with the Russians, but it appears the FBI at the senior most levels colluded with the Russians too. Whether it was winning or unwitting, it doesn't matter. That's a fact. So the senior level of the FBI tried to interfere with this election as well. This is why it's such a big deal. Now, I know Republicans are bending over backwards saying this has nothing to do with Mueller. It has everything to do with Mueller because a transition from a counterintelligence investigation into a criminal investigation after Comey, of all things, confesses to being a leaker. And Mueller, Mueller is the former FBI director. Those are his people. That's his environment. He's not out there as some independent force. But I want to get back to Barack Obama. It's his FBI, his Department of Justice, his State Department, his candidate. I cannot believe for a minute that the National Security Council didn't know about this. And to show you how elaborate this is, now that more information is coming out, we haven't even gotten to the incidental collection of intelligence on people, including, by the way, Sessions, when he met with and spoke to the Russian ambassador, Michael Flynn, when he spoke to the Russian ambassador, the unmasking and leaking of his name, the record number of unmasking of American citizens in Trump world and so forth and so on. And the American people have been subjected to a massive propaganda and misinformation campaign by the Clinton campaign, by the Obama administration. Let me ask you a logical question, Sean. 
Why would the Russians want Donald Trump to be president of the United States when they get everything they want from Hillary Clinton? Whether it's uranium, whether it's undermining our defense by cutting up uh, military spending, by refusing to secure our border. Why in the world would the Russians want Trump as opposed me, to Hillary Clinton? It's a question I've asked many times, isn't it? Because it doesn't make any sense. Because the Russians were not pulling for Trump. The Russians were trying to disrupt our election. But there was no collusion. And they were more than happy to feed this ex-British spy, Christopher Steele, information to help the Hillary campaign and the DNC to try and disrupt our election. I believe they put their finger on the, uh, on the, on the, uh, on the weights in order to help Hillary. As a matter of fact, so this has been a an incredible propaganda campaign where they've turned the victim into the perpetrator. And then finally, from Monday, cut five, go. Look, they have these front guys, Brennan out there and Clapper out there, and they're, they're propagandists out there, but they don't have Susan Rice out there and Ben Rhodes out there and Valerie Jarrett out there. Barack Obama's gone into the witness protection program. Nobody even knows where he is anymore. His name never comes up. I'm telling you that the frenzied defense of what's taken place here, it's to protect Hillary and to protect Obama. Since when has the Democrat Party supported law enforcement? They undermine the Baltimore Police Department, they undermine the Ferguson Police Department, the NYPD, the LAPD, all of a sudden they're defending the FBI. And then they turn around and say, why are you attacking the FBI? You and I and others <coughs> are defending the FBI against the rogue activity that's taken place at the most senior levels. And the leaking, the leaking, we already know. Comey's a leaker, McCabe's a leaker, Strzok's a leaker, Page is a leaker. How many other leakers were coming out of the FBI? Which is how we knew on March 2nd, 5th, and 6th of last year, something was wrong. We got a little bit of FISA information being leaked. We got a little bit of stuff out of the FBI about wire, excuse me, the uh, New York Times about wiretaps. We were able to try and piece this together on your show, among others. And then it all now makes sense. This is a massive spectacle, a massive is this the biggest uh, scandal corruption in the history of this country. You're a historian. Well, whether it is or not, I mean, the fact it's of the matter is, it is. Uh, listen, not only do we need a special counsel. We need a commission. I was talking to my wife about this Friday night. Dershowitz mentioned it over the weekend. He's right. We need the criminal investigation and we need the policy investigation to come up with what we need to do. We cannot walk away from this. All right. So that lays the foundation. And again, remember, I'm not laying it to say, gee, Wilkers, I was first. Gee, Wilkers, I was great. Gee, Wilkers, I predicted. I don't care about any of that. I want to get to the bottom of this. And you and I are going to continue to drive this with our logic. You have to think like a detective. You have to think like a strategist. That's what we're doing here. Now, we have a piece in the Wall Street Journal news section today. It's about an hour old, maybe a little older, but fairly new. Where they're leaking again the FBI, to protect Stroke and Page on this text you've been hearing about. In the Wall Street Journal, Del Quinton Wilbur writes, text messages from 2016 show preparation to brief President Obama about Russia's interference in that year's election, according to associates of the FBI employees involved in the exchange. Not 
as a Republican senator suggested, meddling by the then president in the federal Hillary Clinton email investigation. Now, how would associates of Ms. Page and Mr. Stroke know this unless Ms. Page and Mr. Stroke told them today, yesterday, the day before? They were texting. A 25-page report released Wednesday, that's today, by Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, chairman of the Senate Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee, highlights previously cited text messages between Peter Stroke, a former FBI agent, and Lisa Page, a bureau lawyer with whom he was having an extramarital affair. Mr. Stroke supervised the investigation into Mrs. Clinton's use of a private email server while she was Secretary of State and was to become the lead agent on the special counsel Robert Mueller's team investigating any ties between Trump associates and Russia. Mr. Stroke was removed in July, however, after the Justice Department's Inspector General uncovered numerous text messages between Stroke and Page in 2015 and 2016 that were highly critical of Mr. Trump. Since Stroke's removal was disclosed in December, staffers for Mr. Johnson and other senators have been poring over the pair's correspondence. And the Justice Department has turned over to Congress two batches of the Paris texts. Isn't that what an investigative committee is supposed to do? While the Wall Street Journal, this is them writing, obtained many of the text messages between the two staffers last week, reporting that they showed no overall conspiracy against Mr. Trump, this is where they come into defense mode. Republicans and the President himself have cited the messages as evidence that the Russian probe amounts to a wider plot to undermine him. Mr. Trump tweeted Wednesday, new FBI texts are bombshells. He didn't cite any particular text message. Well, we know what he's talking about. In his Wednesday report, stay with me. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. I don't know who's saying what, but stay with me. Mr. Johnson pointed to a September 2, 2016 exchange in which Mr. Stroke and Ms. Page were discussing talking points for then-FBI Director James Comey to deliver to Mr. Obama. Quote, here's the text. POTUS wants to know everything we're doing, unquote, Ms. Page said, using the acronym of President of the United States. Mr. Johnson said the text raises questions about the type and extent of President Obama's personal involvement in the Clinton investigation. But associates of Stroke and Page said that exchange referred to the President's wanting information on Russia election meddling, which the FBI was heavily involved in over that period. That exchange occurred just days before Mr. Obama and Russian President Putin uh, met at a summit in China. Mr. Obama said in December 2016 he had addressed the issue of tampering with the election process with Mr. Putin at the September meeting. In August and September 2016, the FBI was no longer actively investigating the Clinton matter. It goes on. I think Senator Johnson's wrong, too. I don't think that text had anything to do with the Clinton matter. And I agree with the Wall Street Journal. It had to do with the Russian matter. But that's where the Wall Street Journal and I part company. Our friends at CNS, CNS.com, that is CNSNews.com, Susan Jones. On August 30, 2016, three days before FBI agent Lisa Page sent a September 2 text message saying that POTUS wants to know everything we're doing, House Democrats asked the FBI to investigate Trump-Russia connections. In a letter to then-FBI Director James Comey, dated August 30, 2016, House Democrats wrote in part, quote, 
<coughs> sorry, based on multiple press reports, it appears that the FBI is investigating whether Russia executed cyber attacks against the DNC and the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee that resulted in the illegal hacking of a wide range of emails and other documents. We are writing to request that the FBI assess whether connections between Trump campaign officials and Russian interests may have contributed to these attacks in order to interfere with the U.S. presidential election. Serious questions have been raised about overt and covert actions by Trump campaign officials on behalf of Russian interests. It's critical for the American public to know whether those actions may have directly caused or indirectly motivated attacks against the democratic institutions and our fundamental election process. So, three days later, after the letter, according to newly released text that I just read to you, seen by Fox News, Lisa Page and her fellow FBI agent Peter Stroke were discussing the preparation of talking points for Comey to give to President Obama, quote, who wants to know everything we're doing, unquote. Page wrote to Stroke. So the Wall Street Journal is fed information by allies of Stroke and Page in the FBI anonymously, regurgitates it, and that's that. No, that's not that's that. What information was given to Barack Obama? Why can't we get to the bottom of that? We don't need to keep guessing. What did he know? He knew a lot. I'll be right back. The media are already citing the Wall Street Journal article, and I just countered it with uh, information that they have, but they didn't want to use, but our friends at CNSNews.com did, which is the Democrats formally were pushing for an investigation of Trump slash and slash, uh, uh, quote unquote, uh, and Russia collusion three days before the text. And so they take leaked information from surrogates and supporters of Page and, and Stroke. That's, that's what the media are today. They're a joke. You know, I want to talk to you for a minute about something you really need to pay attention to. Why? Because it affects you and your family, and that's tax fraud. It's expected to be especially bad this year due to that awful Equifax breach that compromised the personal information for half of American adults. With how clever the cyber crooks are these days, you need a different kind of identity protection. Someone who works with you personally and takes care of you and your family personally, providing best-in-the-class service. And so I've partnered with a brand-new protection company. I'm proud to be partners with MyIDCare. It's a company that has been taking care of Fortune 500 companies for years. MyIDCare recognizes that individuals like you, well, you also need stellar protection. So they're now offering their services directly to consumers like you. Not just the big wigs but they're going to use their, their know-how to protect you. For less than 10 bucks a month, My ID Care covers the nine types of identity theft, and they have years of experience with tax fraud, but also difficult cases like medical insurance identity theft, too. So you, my listeners, you get 15% off at myidcare.com slash mark. Let My ID Care care for you. That's myidcare.com slash mark. Enter promo code mark. There's a lot of marks here, so let me do it again. Go to myidcare.com slash mark. Enter promo code mark. Folks, this is the best that I could find out there. And I thought it was time to dig even harder. 
And it's a wonderful, wonderful sponsor that we have now. And it's a wonderful company. I really want you to check them out. MyIDCare. MyIDCare.com slash Mark. And then when you get there, it's promo code Mark. All right. I've got lots more to discuss. Not just this, but other stuff too. As I hang in here with my flu, and it's thanks to you. Because I know most of you want to hear what I have to say. And I'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. So now the Wall Street Journal piece is being spread like uh, like BS uh, out in the fields there because uh, the Praetorian Guard media believe that they have a hook now, that this text message uh, from Page to stroke, saying that POTUS essentially wanted everything we're working on. Wasn't related to the Hillary Clinton emails. Okay, fine. But it was related to what the Russians were doing in our campaign. And then our friends at CNS News did a little bit of digging. So, wait a minute. You're being spun, Wall Street Journal. Three days before that text... On August 30, 2016, it's important, three days before the text, the Democrats in the House wrote a very aggressive letter demanding that the FBI investigate Trump and this supposed Russian collusion. Let me read it to you again. This is three days before the text. The text at issue here, POTUS wants to know everything we're doing. POTUS wants to know everything we're doing. That's September 2nd, three days before, August 30. The Democrats in the House write, quote, based on multiple press reports, it appears that the FBI is investigating whether Russia executed cyber attacks against the DNC and the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee that resulted in the illegal hacking of a wide range of emails and other documents. Okay. So what are the Democrats asking the FBI? 
We are writing to request that the FBI assess whether the connections between Trump campaign officials and Russian interests may have contributed to these attacks in order to interfere with the U.S. presidential election. So they're pushing this collusion issue to the FBI. And they're basing it on, and by the way, this letter was public. You know how they do it. They put it out in the form of a press release, give it to the media, and the media run with it. No doubt Obama saw it. Serious questions have been raised about overt and covert actions by Trump campaign officials on behalf of Russian interests. Remember, this propaganda was being pushed even long before August 30, 2016, in the lead up to the general election. They go on. It is critical for the American public to know whether those actions may have directly caused or indirectly motivated attacks against democratic institutions in our fundamental election process. So three days, August 30th, before this text, that letter was written. POTUS wants to know everything we're doing. But there's another question here, ladies and gentlemen. This is what I'm patting ourselves on the head and look I said it for it. let's think these things through if POTUS wanted to know everything about the Russian investigation everything about the Russian investigation at some point at some point would have included the FISA application would have included the FISA warrant wouldn't it? of course so the FBI didn't provide Barack Obama with any subsequent information whatsoever, even if you buy this gibberish. He lost interest in it. He no longer wanted to know from the FBI exactly what was going on. Are we to believe, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> that the director of the FBI conducting a counterintelligence national security investigation where a member of Trump world, a putative member of Trump world, is accused in federal court, the FISA court, of being a Russian agent? Are we to believe that information was kept from the White House? Of course not. When I played for you my comments on Fox and Friends on March 5th, 2017, I explained back then that that information would have been kept from the President of the United States, wouldn't have been kept from his staff. Why would it be? And you have an Attorney General of the United States, Loretta Lynch, who went so far as to meet with Bill Clinton on the tarmac at the Phoenix airport. She thought it was secret. Local reporters caught them. She lied about the reasons for that meeting. She said they were talking about their grandchildren, when in fact she was tipping off Clinton that his wife was in the clear. I mean, they've tried to pull wool over our eyes time and time again, and I'm not surprised by this latest Wall Street Journal piece by Dal Quinton Wilbur in which he is burping up the information leaked to him by anonymous sources who are close to Stroke and Page to try and interpret for us what that text meant. But he has his timelines wrong, does Delton Del Quinton Wilbur. As CNS points out, hey, look, three days before that text, the Democrats in the House wrote this letter demanding that the FBI open investigation of the Trump campaign officials and their supposed interests in Russia and the supposed collusion that took place. That's the timeline. Why are we to believe leakers now who have as friends and associates struck and page? Why, why would the media just 
swallow that, digest it, and burp it up to you and me. Because it's par for the course. It's par for the course. And now the Wall Street Journal point has been repeated. I saw on the All-Star panel on Fox, one of the liberals there repeated it. It's being brought up over and over again. But the Wall Street Journal reported, the Wall Street Journal, who cares? They're wrong. CNS News is right. And we need to know. And then we have the State Department. Information being fed, laundered through the State Department. Again, these are official channels of government. Official channels of government. Absolutely incredible, isn't it? Now, Obama has denied ever getting involved in any investigations. Well, clearly then, when he asked for all the information on the Russia probe... He's at least gathering information on it. I don't disagree that he should. But that's not what he told Chris Wallace on the Fox News Sunday show, April 2016. Cut seven, go. Mr. President, when you say what you've just said, when Josh Ernest said, as he did your spokesman in January, the information from the Justice Department is she's not a target, some people, I think, are worried whether or not the decision, whether or not how to handle the case will be made on political grounds not legal grounds. Can you guarantee to the American people, can you direct the Justice Department to say Hillary Clinton will be treated as the evidence goes, she will not be in any way protected? I can guarantee that. And and I can guarantee that not because I give uh, Attorney General Lynch a directive. That is institutionally how we have always operated. I do not talk to the Attorney General about pending investigations. I do not talk to FBI directors about uh, pending investigations. The, uh, we have a strict... Well, yes, you do. You just asked for it. If you f- even follow the Wall Street Journal, uh, you asked for POTUS wants to know everything we're doing on the Russian investigation. Again, I don't have a problem with that, but I think as a generic matter. But I think as it came to Trump world... I'm saying he knew a hell of a lot more than than's being let on. As of today, let me put it to you this way. There is absolutely no curiosity in big media about what Obama knew and when he knew it. None. As of today, if the world ends today, as far as we know, Barack Obama knew nothing. Nothing about what was taking place in his FBI, his Justice Department, his State Department. His national security apparatus, he knew absolutely nothing. As of today, that's the reporting. Nothing. He didn't know anything because we didn't ask him. We're not pressing it. Again, there's a reason why the Democrats are in full leftist mode. Give a damn about the FBI. Don't give a damn about Comey. Before Comey was fired, he was the devil. Then Trump fires him. Now he's an angel and they want to use him to get Trump. And same with Mueller. They don't care about Mueller. They just want Mueller to uh, to get Trump's scalp. That's all they care about. Go ahead. Line. Uh, and always have maintained it. Previous so, president. Ju- just to button this up. You, I guarantee it. You, I guarantee that there is no political influence in any 
investigation conducted by the Justice Department or the FBI. Well, there was. We know from Stroke and Page's texts that they were highly political. So much so that Stroke had to be removed. We know this is a matter of fact. And he guaranteed otherwise. We've had other little problems with Obama and his administration, the IRS. In modern times, in modern times, the IRS has never been unleashed against political opponents the way the IRS was unleashed against conservatives and Tea Party groups. We still haven't gotten to the bottom of that because of the Praetorian Guard media protecting Obama and his administration. We still haven't gotten to the bottom of that. And despite all their howling about gun control, it's the first and hopefully the last administration to actually arm Mexican drug gangs. They were arming Mexican drug gangs so they could track weapons? What? Resulting in the murder of one of our heroes, our Border Patrol agents. We never got to the bottom of that either. Eric Holder clammed up, he was held in contempt, and that was that. There's a lot of that stuff that's going on in this administration. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I'm going to do one more piece on this, and we're going to move on to the budget. Uh, because uh, while I support this new defense spending, it's long overdue. The Democrats blackmail us. They blackmail us when we want to secure the border. We have to have millions and millions of illegal aliens who are on a pathway to citizenship. We want to fund our military properly, and that's, of course, the main objective of the federal government. The main responsibility is security and protection. <clears throat> and, uh, and so that's good. But, again, they blackmail us on that. So they want tens of billions of dollars in new domestic spending increasing. And I want to tell you a little secret. This year... The deficit for the year, not the total debt, the deficit for the year is going to be over $1 trillion. That is just absolutely unacceptable. And these Republicans are so excited with themselves, they're running around wearing Depends. They're so excited that they have a deal. Whenever you see Chuck Schumer smiling, run the other way. He's thrilled with this. Because with a Republican president, Republican House, Republican Senate, you're going to see more discretionary, the second biggest spending on discretionary spending in American history. In other words, the only, this, this year, <coughs> excuse me, next year if this goes through, let me re- restate that. The rest of this year and next year, if this two-year deal goes through, there would be more discretionary spending than any time in American history except one year under Obama. There is nobody fighting for future generations. Nobody. McConnell will be long gone. Schumer will be long gone. But their dirty work will be smothering our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. It's just to spend money we don't have at such a pace and in such amounts and to place that burden when generations yet born, is unconscionable. It is immoral. And so they can be shaking their hands all they want. They can be excited. The president can tweet out that this is a great deal because of the military. I got all that. I strongly support the military. They need much more money. There's no question about it. They've been brutalized by Obama and the Democrats. 
But if the whole society comes tumbling down and future generations on their heads, what will we have done? What will we have done? I'll circle back to that after the bottom of the hour. I'm sure this has been played all over the place. I have no idea, but I'm not playing it because it's Trey Gowdy. I'm playing it because of what he reveals. Cut eight, go. Chairman Nunes, who you worked with on this memo, has suggested that, there, that there's a lot more to come and that the investigation continues. It looks like the next place that you all are looking at is the State Department during the Obama administration. We know that there was a criminal referral that was made by Senators Graham and Grassley. In it, it includes this. Um, the foreign source gave information to an unnamed associate of Hillary and Bill Clinton, who then gave information to an unnamed official in the Obama State Department. Let's stop. So another foreign source is giving information, ultimately, to the Hillary Clinton campaign. Another foreign source. We have a foreign actor in this ex-British spy and his Kremlin contacts. And now we have another foreign source. I wonder what Donald Trump Jr. is thinking about now. How he was dragged before committees of Congress. How he was slimed about the meeting he had with the Russian lawyer and the rest of them and so forth. Look at this. Incredible. Go ahead. Information to steal. What do you know about that? Everything that there is to know about it, and I've known about it for uh, over a month. Um, if you go and read the documents at the Department of Justice, uh, you see it. I'm troubled by it. Um, it is one reason uh, I have tremendous respect for Michael Horowitz, who's the Inspector General of the Department of Justice. It's Let's stop there. I don't have respect for Michael Horowitz until we see what he writes. If he's on top of this, then I have respect for him. If he's not, then I don't have respect for him. What is this Washington stuff? I have great respect for Robert Mueller. I have no respect for Robert Mueller. But if Horowitz does the right thing, then I'll have great respect for him. If he doesn't, then I won't. Go ahead. Isn't that I reject the notion that the IG himself alone can investigate the Department of Justice because there is a state component, State Department component to this. It needs to be investigated. Um, I don't view the investigation in terms of stages. To me, it's just one continuous investigation in pursuit of all relevant facts leading towards the truth. I'm pretty troubled by what I read and the documents with respect to the role the State Department played in the fall of 2016 with including information that was used in a court proceeding. I am troubled by so it. So weeks before the election, somebody in the Obama State Department was feeding information from a foreign source to Christopher Steele. When you hear who the source, one of the sources of that information is, you're going to think, oh, my gosh, I've heard that name somewhere before. Where could it possibly have been? And, uh, the foreign source? The domestic source. And I'm trying to think how Secretary Clinton defined him. I think she said he was an old friend who emailed her from time to time. Sidney Blumenthal? A, that'd be really warm. <laughs> you're warm. <laughs> yeah. Sidney Blumenthal. Taking foreign sourced information. Let me ask you this, folks. Who was the Secretary of State at the time? John Kerry. He didn't know anything either. John Kerry didn't know anything. Barack Obama didn't know anything. Susan Rice didn't know anything. Valerie Jarrett didn't know anything. Ben Rhodes didn't know anything. We didn't just fall off the tuna boat here. These are activists. These are radicals. They have their fingers in everything. They have their fingers in everything. In fact, when Obama said, you know, he wants to know everything, that was the way he, he operated. He wanted to know everything. He was a detail guy. 
So he wanted to know everything except about Trump and Russia collusion when his own party's pushing that narrative over and over again? They expect us to buy that? But now we have the uh, State Department. State Department, Justice Department, the FBI, and I believe the White House. I'll be right back. ends and liberty begins. The Mark Levin Show at 877-381-3811. We'll start taking some calls. We'll get into a few other issues, such as spending. Spending. Apparently that's not an important issue anymore. You know, the ability to provide for yourself and your family, that's a simple, old-fashioned value this country was founded on. Self-reliance ensures both personal liberty and safety. And when you're prepared, you don't have to rely on the government when there's a natural disaster or financial crisis. In fact, certain times at certain places, it's the last thing you'd want to depend on in an emergency. That's why you need a plan. Where do you start? Make sure you've invested in some food storage and trust My Patriot Supply. I've got food storage for My Patriot Supply. No, I'm not a member of any militia because it's common sense. And they've helped me prepare, and they'll help you too. Make sure each person in your household has their four-week emergency food kit. They're only $99 and shipped for free. Order today, 800-294-2325, 800-294-2325, or order online at preparewithmark.com, preparewithmark.com. Now, emergency food from My Patriot Supply lasts up to 25 years. That's a long time. Kits include uh, 102 servings of breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. Again, only 99 bucks. 800-294-2325 or go to preparewithmark.com. 800-294-2325 or preparewithmark.com. Look, it's a logical thing to do. Same with your investments. You diversify. You just do the things you need to do to be prepared. Of course, people, oh, you're crazy. You're doing No, not crazy at all. I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe in diversifying my investments. And I believe in having enough food just in case, like what happened in Puerto Rico and what happens in other places when there are natural disasters. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's go to Kimberly, Conway, South Carolina, the great WRNN. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. I'm, um, we're kind of riding out a little bit of a storm, so hopefully yeah. my... You can hear me okay. I can. Go right ahead. I wanted to thank you for your program that you put on last night. Um, you did a great, I guess I call it a tutorial on, um, uh, progressivism. on uh, pr- progressivism. And and I think you did it last night or perhaps the night before. You also told the listeners about your whole, you know, a lot of your background and, and how you have uh, – Gotten where you were from a from a young man to where you are today, and um, both of those things were just fascinating. Um, All right. Well, thank you. And, and I wanted you're, you're nervous, aren't you? You don't need to be nervous. <laughs> yes. And I, uh, my daughter and I were doing our best to to introduce what you have to say to um, my grandchildren, her children, and um, now how old are they? 
Uh, they, <laughs> I have five grandsons. Yeah. <clears throat> how old's the oldest and how old's the youngest? Yeah, go ahead. Two, two years old. They go from two years old up to 15. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you two books. Mr. Producer, if you'll write it down for Rich, <clears throat> we'll send you a copy of my dad's book, Proverbs for Young People, and I'll send you a copy of Plunder and Deceit for your 15-year-old, Kimberly. So don't okay, hang yes. up. All right, don't hang up because I think with your range of grandchildren, I think they might find that interesting, especially since you're interested in their future too, which is a great thing. Thank you. David, Arlington, Texas, the great WBAP. Go. Hello, Mark. Uh, if, I'm glad to see that the, that the Eagles finally uh, helped out the long-suffering fans, uh, and you've got a long-suffering <laughs> Cowboy fan here. But at any, yeah. any rate, we appreciate what you do, but i got a couple of real quick things. If I can go right I'll, ahead. I'll do the, the most important one first, I think, is um, I would like to know of all the things have been talked about, I've never heard – Anybody go into the question of who told Lisa Page that POTUS wants everything we're doing, wants to know everything we're doing? I haven't heard that gone into or answered. Um, well, you know what? That's a very interesting point. Maybe nobody told her. Maybe she overheard it. But, I mean, these people need to be brought in front of a committee, put under oath, and questioned, don't you think? If that, if that kind of a link uh, goes to the White House, then, then you got something. Um, okay. And, and what's your next point? Okay. Um, I'm going to say that this may be minor, but it may not be. Uh, yeah. The You keep hearing about how these FISA warrants have to go through multi-levels of approval and come up the chain right. and all that sort of thing. For, right. A field agent would have to you know, apply to his whatever the next up the chain is, and it goes through. But, now, let me slow you down. Probably wouldn't be a field agent. Uh, we're talking about a counterintelligence investigation, <clears throat> but somebody at a lower level, but not a low, low level, uh, would need to provide the information. But it could be at the level of a stroke and a page, too. If it starts at the top, like we all know it did, it doesn't have to go through any levels of approval. It's already at the top. And, you know, that's why it didn't have any oversight as to going up through the levels. Well, it, listen, the problem with oversight is when you have a corrupt senior management at the FBI and at the Department of Justice. It's not a matter of oversight. It's a matter of executing, right? Right. It's a matter of doing what you need to do uh, to get the outcome that you want. And from this day forward, the Democrat Party has to be remembered as the party that stands against civil liberties, the party that stands against privacy, the party that stands against due process, the party that stands against the Constitution. And quite frankly, it's leadership, the party that stands for police state tactics. It's that simple, whether the media like it or not, whether they like it when I say it or not. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. John, Los Angeles, Sirius Satellite, go. Percy in Los Angeles, not John. What did you say? It's Percy. Percy? Well, how the hell we get John out of that? All right, go ahead. I don't know, but uh, listen, Mark, uh, I usually say this to soldiers, but uh, I'm going to say it to you. Too. Thank you for your service. I, I um, can't understand you. Don't get... It was muffled. Yes. How about this? I have a Talk right into you. the mouthpiece. Go ahead. Okay. I have a question for you. What? Why can't we get Peter Strzok and Lisa? I, I can't hear you. I'm sorry, John. We're going to have to go. I can't hear John. I don't know why. I don't know why. Garrett, Kalamazoo, Michigan, Sirius Satellite, go. 
yes. I just wanted to bring up the fact that I am absolutely repulsed by anybody who doesn't want to get to the bottom of this FISA warrant thing. I mean, is it not probable that this is a direct violation of the Fifth Amendment? Uh, do you mean due process? I think what's taking place here is, and I think that uh, Carter Page, if he gets a civil rights lawyer or somebody of that sort, uh, he may well have a case because uh, uh, I don't know the man. I've been reading more and more about him in published reports, and again, I don't know what his activities are, but you would think if he was, in fact, a Russian agent, then something would be done about it by now. But he's on TV. He seems to be uh, very straightforward. He's testified before Congress. Uh, he's willing to be questioned. He doesn't sound like a man who's hiding uh, from uh, some nefarious activities to me, does he to you? No, not at all. <clears throat> and, by, and by the way, I believe they used him as a way to get in the back door yeah. and, to, uh, and to surveil. He happened to be on the shelf. They were familiar with him. Nothing makes sense with what they did with this guy because in the past he was basically an informant for them uh, who provided them with the information so they could successfully pursue Russians. And then he's in the dock. Does that make sense to you? Yes. And the other thing I kind of wanted to throw in there is, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm kind of disgusted with how some of these Democrats carry themselves. You know, my own personal opinion, this might take a few people off, but I don't think they give a hoot about, um, about the FBI. I don't think they most. Well, I've said that myself. I don't think they like the FBI. And, and yet they wrap themselves in the FBI. This has nothing to do with the men and women of the FBI. It has everything to do with the corrupt leadership of the FBI, and everybody knows it. But they're propagandists, first and foremost. That's what they are. I think that they've gone so far as to not even be lawmakers anymore. They've only become lobbyists for their leftist agenda. And here is, what do you make of the media? It Absolutely, it's just as bad. I mean, the mainstream media is just as bad. They're lobbyists. They're nothing more than lobbyists. And it, it, it kind of sickens me, to be honest. Maybe we need to start a movement to push CNN out of airports. I was in an airport uh, Sunday. I had to take two planes, my wife and I. And the propaganda coming out of their big mouths on CNN, blaring throughout the airport. You know, they, they cut their deal, these airports, with CNN when it was actually a news agency. It's not. And maybe we need to start objecting to this. When you sit at a bar or a restaurant or even the ticket people, politely, because they don't have any control over it, but if there's enough objection to it, they'll shut it off, or they'll put something else on, like maybe, you know, the Jewelry Channel or something. My fear it's, is, better, it's better than CNN. Correct. My fear is, my overall fear of this whole thing is that when this um, investigation implodes in their lap, that they're going to round up a couple Neanderthals that nobody really cares about, Use them as their scapegoats, and nothing is really going to become of it. Because You're very sharp. You may well be right. You're very sharp. You're thinking ten steps ahead. That's what I try to do. All right, my friend, thanks for your call. By the way, uh, much has been made that Nancy Pelosi's been on the floor of the uh, House of Representatives for eight hours talking. Now, we captured some audio of Nancy Pelosi on the House floor. I want you to listen to it. Here you go. What are they, can you get a funding, the ghost track? They have an idea. It costs, when, if you, they just gave, you gave them. With the, the withdrawal, bringing U.S. home troops from home. And, and, and the, the, the. You know, you know. You, 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 you need somebody. Wait, so, uh, what, 
Kelly. Of budget. But resist, we much. We must and we will much about that be committed. I, 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 I'm, I'm a warrior. Um, you know, the, the, that, it was, the, 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 I mean, they, 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 they said that. Look, the, 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 yeah, the, I was a strip, was it him? Well, I, 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 I didn't, if, 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 stumbled through a social media site around Valentine's, you know women love to show off what their boyfriend or husband surprised them with, right? So this year, be the one who wins Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, when you order early and where you're on running out of time, you get 18 pink and red enchanted roses for only $29.99. Valentine's Day is a week away. So don't put this off. Get 18 pink and red enchanted roses for only $29.99 from 1-800-Flowers. This gorgeous bouquet of radiant pink and red roses is the perfect Valentine's surprise she's guaranteed to love. And she'll never guess how great, great of a deal you scored either. Roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak and shipped overnight to ensure freshness and her amazement. 18 red and pink enchanted roses, only $29.99 is a great reward for thinking ahead and ordering early. Make sure you lock in this offer. Only good while supplies last. Now, when it comes to Valentine's, I don't settle for anything less than my rose authority. 1-800-Flowers.com. Don't wait till the last minute and go to the grocery store and then have to pick the petals off. We've all done that. I'm giving you an easy way to do this if you do it early. To order 18 red and pink enchanted roses for only $29.99. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter code LEVIN. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, enter code L-E-V-I-N, and get this great deal. Order today, and you can save at 1-800-Flowers.com, code LEVIN. And there you go. You guys out there, if you're in your cars, in your trucks, at home or whatever, get on your iPhone, get on your... Your handheld device, get on, get on your computer, your laptop, whatever. And hammer away, baby. Now's the time. It's 1-800-Flowers.com. Click the radio icon, enter code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, and lock it in. What's today, the 7th? Something like that? So uh, at some point, these, these deals are going to disappear, I can tell you that. That's just a matter of basic logic. Greg, Boise, Idaho, Sirius Satellite, how are you? Good, how are you? Okay. Well, the reason I called, Mark, is it seems that all of the talk show hosts are missing the point of why all this started in the first place, which is Bill and Hillary leave office in the year 2000 with a net worth of zero and in debt, which they said on TV many times. By 2016, they have a personal net worth of $200 million and over $2 billion in their fake charity. Those were obtained by bribes. Eighty-five percent of the people... That Hillary had in-person meetings with, had, yeah. had to pay large sums of money to her right. before she would even meet with them. 
And yeah. the Uranium One example, that's one example of the many, many bribes she took. Hmm. Th- that is the reason for the private server. She doesn't want all these emails negotiating bribes in the public record. That's the reason for the private server. It's patently obvious. And Trump says, oh, uh, this Russia thing is a, uh excuse for losing an election. No, it isn't. The, the Russia collusion act accusation is to hide, distract, basically accuse Trump of doing what Hillary was doing. All right, my friend. Very, very interesting. Fascinating, in fact. Hank, Los Angeles, California, Sirius Satellite. Go. Hi. Uh, Mark, I was a, yes, I'm a retired Los Angeles detective. I have written hundreds of search warrants and probable cause arrest warrants. And in this vice of matter, this is simple. Go to the court. You pull the affidavit. No, 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 no. The, they, the court's not going to allow you to pull anything because it's in secret. Whether Congress can go there and sit down and look at well, it. Con- that's the battle. And I'm saying Congress needs to get the applications. Now, maybe some members of Congress have seen them, but I say get them, redact what is truly uh, of a national security concern or a uh, a concern about uh, tactics and so forth, but let us see the rest. Now, I wouldn't normally say this, but we're talking about, you know, really uh, deep, entrenched abuse of power at the highest levels of the FBI. And so this is a different case. That is exactly right. And that affidavit will explain who said what to whom, when, it's true. where, and how right. it came about. And they don't have to disclose. So well, you know, the memo, the Nunes memo, touches on what's in there, but protects uh, classified information. Uh, and the, uh, the the Senate Judiciary Committee, Grassley and, uh, and and Lindsey Graham, same thing. So, But, you know, you and I want to see it, too, uh, if they'll just, in a serious and objective way, uh, redact the information that would give any kind of... Uh, uh, support or help to the enemy. But how much of that could be in there? Seriously. How much of that could really be in there? I doubt if there's very little in this warrant. I don't. Th- I agree with you. All right, Hank. Thank you for your service, too. It's a tough neighborhood to be a detective. Tim, Dallas, Texas, quickly. WBAP, go. Hey, Mark. I appreciate everything you do for our country and, you know, thank fight you. for our constitutional rights all the time. I'm I trying to sneak that, in. You, know, you go. Go ahead. I appreciate, you know, I just don't really understand how the American public could sit here and let the Democrats stay in control, do the things that they do that are so corrupt. I'll tell you how. <clears throat> if you're if you're a uh, an American citizen and you watch the TV networks or you watch certain cable networks and read certain newspapers, you have no idea what's going on. It's all Trump bad, Trump bad, Trump bad, Republicans stink. That's all you're getting. Thanks for your call. We'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. 
I'm not going to play the audio. We got it all queued up, too, of Adam Schiff and the Russian comics uh, who make him look like a complete jackass. Well, actually, he is. But I want you to realize how deranged and mentally ill this man is. And I use those terms because they use those terms to define Donald Trump. He's deranged and mentally ill. And I know this. How do I know it? I know it the same way that Bandy X. Lee, the professor at Yale, knew about Trump. This guy, Adam Schiff, he's on Russia TV in 2013. And there he's demanding that the FISA court be more transparent. Today, of course, he's demanding that the FISA court not be transparent at all. Uh, in February, on February 1st, 2017, he said that Russia supports the Second Amendment because Americans are killing each other. You know what? That one's worth playing. It's short and sweet. It's cut 11, Mr. Producer. Go ahead. We can see, for example, on Facebook, so graphically what I was mentioning earlier, the multiple aims of the Russians and in their interference in our elections because, yes, on Facebook you had the content that was clearly anti-Hillary and you had the content that was very pro-Trump. But even the bigger quantity of content that was being pushed through social media was just content designed to pit us against each other, to exploit our divisions. Uh, so, of course, they, as you have seen, they parroted Black Lives Matter to try to broaden the racial divide in this country. I, I thought you guys did that. I thought you guys were broadening the racial divide. You, Obama, Holder, Pelosi. Go ahead. Fascinatingly, they also trumpeted the Second Amendment. Apparently, the Russians are very big fans of our Second Amendment. They don't particularly want a Second Amendment of their own, um, but they're really glad that we have one. Um, the Russians would be thrilled if we were doing nothing but killing each you know, other this, every this day. This guy's such an idiot. The Second Amendment is there because it's part of the Bill of Rights. They hate the Bill of Rights. Unless they're defending terrorists or mass murders. Unless they're defending illegal aliens. But they hate the Bill of Rights. They hate the First Amendment, except when it protects the Praetorian Guard media, the appendage of the Democrat parties we talk about here. They hate religious liberty. They hate freedom of association. Of course, they hate the Second Amendment. The Fourth and the Fifth, it depends on... Uh, Who's being targeted? The Ninth Amendment, they pretend, doesn't even exist. And I argue that the Ninth Amendment is a manifestation of the Declaration. Of course, the Tenth Amendment, they're all for nullification. They're the new Confederates. Except, of course, when they're not. Right? They're all for federalism, except when they're not. doesn't matter. Ends justify the means, and that's who they are. So the Russians are pushing the Second Amendment. This is a conspiracy nut. This is the kind of guy who would have a radio talk show at 3 in the morning. Oops, check that. There's a couple of good guys show at 3 in the morning. After them, 5 in the morning. But he's a quack. And then, of course, you've heard all day, because it's been on the Internet, and you can listen yourselves. You don't need me to play it over and over again. And that is how he was bamboozled by two Russian comics. And... So humiliated is he that he pretends that he knew what they were doing. No, he didn't. Um, the Daily Mail has follow-up emails. He was following up, and they wanted to get dirt on Trump, in particular naked pictures of Trump. Naked pictures of Trump. Why should we take this man seriously? I know we don't, but CNN does, MSNBC does, 
That's why we don't take them seriously. But this guy is a miscreant. He's a malcontent. He's a leftist goon, is Adam Schiff. That's why I call him Adam Shifty Shiftless. That's not particularly unique. That's just what he is. So he has these conspiracy theories. Now, they'll never be said that he has conspiracy theories because he's a leftist. You're not allowed to have conspiracy theories. I'm going to take more calls here. Let's see here. I don't know. Can you tell I'm battling the flu? I'm trying to conceal it as much as I can, but boy. Willie, Columbus, Georgia, Sirius Satellite. How are you? Not doing doom, Pat, sir. How you doing? Okay, thank you. Uh, no, I just want to make a quick statement. Uh, I remember during the beginning of the Obama administration how it was supposed to be so transparent. Not so much now. Uh, what are your thoughts on that with the uh, FISA order that was given and Obama's involvement? Well, you're quite there. right. It's like pulling teeth, isn't it? And, of course, you have these congressional committees, and if the Democrats win either house, uh, we'll never get to the bottom of anything because this is full-scale Democrat Party media cover-up operation to protect Obama, to protect Hillary Clinton. Uh, that's exactly what's going on here. And what else took place here is the abuse of our intelligence agencies and the FBI like we've never seen in this country. Never. That's exactly what's going on here. And, you know, I read some things from some guys who are very tepid about this. You know, on the one hand this, on the one hand that. When you're facing tyranny, you shouldn't be tepid. You should jump in with both feet and take this on. And that's what needs to be done. All right, Willie, thank you for your call. Tom, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the great K-E-L-O. Go. Denali, the great one. Hey, Semper Fidelis, I know you had some Marines in your family that did some important things for our nation. I appreciate it. Say, I just wanted to comment and say, if my boss committed fraud against all our stakeholders or if my boss was treasonous, I would resign from my position. Where are all the FBI agents resigning because of what they Well, one did? guy just resigned uh, like a drama queen. He was a Comey hack uh, to work for CNN. He's been negotiating apparently with CNN for some time while he's on the government payroll. Uh, so he'll be another great commentator there. Uh, but, you know, a lot of these people, they need their jobs and they want to be paid and they do they want to give up at the FBI. There's a lot of wonderful, wonderful people who work for the FBI. And you and I and the rest of the country are trying to protect them against these uh, people who have abused the FBI. All right, Tom, thank you for your call, my friend. Jeff, Ocean Island, North Carolina, the great WRNN. Go. Right, Mark. Uh, what I'm curious about, and we'd love to know your thoughts on this, is Rod Rosenstein seems to be complicit in, uh, in this horrible mess, and yet he originally recommended to Jeff Sessions that uh, Comey be fired, and I just haven't been able to... Well, you raise a very interesting point. He recommends the firing of Comey, and then he appoints Comey's best friend, Mueller, as the special counsel. I think this guy is bad. I think he's bad news. I think he's a coward. I think uh, he felt pressured to appoint a special counsel by the Democrats, and yet... Consider this, Jeff. Uh, given all we know now about what Comey did, McCabe, uh, all these other people, uh, Stroke, Page, and on and on and on, why is there no special counsel investigating this? There's a hell of a lot more. 
a thousand times more on the table with respect to that activity than there ever was with Russian collusion. So, you know, I'm dear friends with the Attorney General of the United States, but there needs to be a special counsel to investigate these activities. I mean, the FBI and the Justice Department aren't going to investigate themselves. That's not going to happen. Well, we can only hope. You know, and Give I, hope I, a chance. I adore Jeff Sessions. Uh, I just hope he'll... As do I. I've known him for 30 years. Is it 30? I think it's more than 30 years. All right, Jeff, thanks for your call. Steve, somewhere in Illinois that I can't pronounce, Sirius Satellite, how are you? I'm well, thank you, Mark. I, I enjoy listening to you every night. Where are you? Um, Batavia, Batavia, Illinois, oh. small town. Oh, okay. So nobody can explain to me, and this isn't something nobody's ever brought up. We have the most, the, 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 these incredibly intelligent people who investigate everything, know everything, and they can't get a dossier by handed to them and investigate it at all. They can't look into it at all and do a background check on, on anything. I mean, the, the, it's, it's so ridiculous that, that somehow, you know, they have to take this document and not investigate it. Nobody's investigated this at all in the FBI, right, or the CIA, or the NSA. I don't get it. Nobody's investigated what? The dossier. Well, they used it. They're not going to investigate it. They're not going to investigate themselves. This is why we not only need a special counsel, but we need a commission. Five members, no more than seven members of, uh, of true professionals <clears throat> who, you know, they're not subpoenaing information. They're not looking to charge anybody, but they're looking to find out facts and then make recommendations on what to do about what's taking place. We cannot have the FBI again interfering in a federal election. And let me be abundantly clear about this. The senior level of the FBI interfered in our last election. They used information from the Russians, and they interfered in our last election on behalf of Hillary Clinton. That is a fact. That's the bottom lie, and we've got to make sure that doesn't happen again. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I was ordering my flowers. Not for me, you know, 1-800-Flowers. Not for you either. 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, enter code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. That's what I just did. Oh, yeah, I do it exactly the same way. My son, Chase, uh, he needed two doggy Casper mattresses. I went online, ordered them the same way. I don't ask for anything. Gary, Detroit, Michigan, Sirius Satellite. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you, Mr. Levin? I'm okay. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, I've been listening to your show probably now. A friend of mine turned me on to it about five years ago. Yeah. But uh, the reason I call, you know... Uh, Make sure you thank him for me. Oh, I do all the time. All right. <laughs> and... Um, Go ahead. I'm just wondering, you know, I uh, want your opinion on uh, on this uh, new budget that they're supposed to pass, you know, uh, where the Democrats want domestic spending instead of supporting the military and everything, you know. Cause both they, all, brother- they always blackmail us, you know. They put illegal aliens before the American citizen. They put welfare before the uh, United States military. They really are destructive, aren't they? 
Yeah, you know, see, you know, they want billions of dollars for all these illegals without supporting Americans or, or even the military. Yep, you got that about right. All right, Gary, thanks for your call. Let's go to Mark, St. Louis, Missouri, Sirius Satellite. Go. Okay, Mark, um, I just wanted to point out that I listened to the Obama interview uh, several times with Chris Wallace, mm -hmm. and it truly sounds to me like he was specifically saying that he had not talked to the FBI director or the attorney general, but he was very specific in using, like, legalese weasel language. He said he hadn't coordinated with either of them, and he doesn't discuss cases with them. But that kind of leaves out the rest of the world in the sense of who might have briefed him and who he might have talked to. So I don't I think, think he sat there like some Spengali directing, uh, you know, you do this and you do that and you do this. I do think uh, that he was well aware, again, of the of, in general, the uh, uh, of what was taking place overall, that there was a FISA warrant, there was an application before that, uh, and and so forth, and I. I, I have no doubt that Loretta Lynch would have talked to him the way she talked to Bill Clinton on the tarmac. I have no doubt that Comey would have talked to him. No doubt about any of this. It's a highly politicized group of people. And I'm glad Comey's gone, and I'm glad uh, McCabe is gone, and you can all thank Donald Trump for that. And I'm glad Loretta Lynch is gone. No, absolutely. And I think even if, even if this stuff gets proved, we all know that our friends in the media will ignore it by either claiming that it's a nothing burger or that we're just a bunch of racists. Pick one. <clears throat> you know, uh, I don't know about you, but MSNBC, I always understand to be what it is, which is a left-wing kook operation. CNN decided that it was going to abandon news reporting and try and appeal to the Democrat base. And it did it rather quickly. <clears throat> They've got this guy, Jim Acosta. Now... There's all sorts of buffoons over there at CNN, collectively an IQ of about negative 17. But Jim Acosta, he weighs them down even more. And he views the presidential press briefing opportunity as a place where he is supposed to uh, be focused on by the American people, where he's supposed to be the important one, and uh, he does an enormous disservice to the country. That's not what a press briefing is about. Obama was never treated this way. Obama, Clinton was never treated this way. Johnson was never treated this way. Kennedy was never treated this way. So you've got these people who use these press conferences to aggrandize themselves, to make themselves as popular as they can with the kook base of the Democrat Party. Let's go to Dustin, Asheville, North Carolina, Sirius Satellite. Go. Yes, sir. Uh, how in the world? I get every publication on my phone just so I can stay well informed and see both sides of everything. Well, you get, you're you're getting that dinging endlessly then. <laughs> yeah, constant, constant. Make sure well, you don't sit next to me at a restaurant. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. All right, oh, go right ahead. Oh yeah. Um, and it just it baffles me how in the world through headlines and then CNN they all say the same thing. Um, how they get away with saying whatever they want, whether it's... Well, how can, there's no way to to punish them, not that we would want to. I mean, the only way they get away with it is people stop watching it, but keep something in mind. They don't care about you and me. They don't even care about the general public. They have a niche. That's what they're going after. They're constantly in third place. They seem to be fine with that. And I would argue they're probably really uh, in fourth place behind the jewelry channel because, as I say, they seem to have a monopoly at airports for some reason. You can't get away from them. 
Well, just like it, the, there's a group out there. It came out like in October. They were called Blacktivists. They were a Russian-run social media group that was all about perpetuating, you know, uh, police brutality. So they were concocting these stories and then spreading them around. And they were totally, totally put together with actors and all kinds of stuff. And that it was like a three-minute piece on CNN about it. But, like, that's a big hey, let me deal. Let me help you out. Stop watching CNN. Stop watching them. If more people did that, we'd have a big surge in mental health in this country. All right? CNN is like all these people in a padded room, and you're looking through the little hole in the door, and they're bouncing off the pads. So why, why punish yourself? All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. Sean, San Francisco, California, the great KSFO. Go. Mark, thanks so much for taking my call. I really appreciate it. I, I live uh, just north of San Francisco in the belly of the beast. I'm in Mill Valley. It's, I'm surrounded by liberalism to my left, to my right. My kids are going to get indoctrinated, three small kids, and I can't fight it. I don't know what to do. I can't Here's what fight you do. You get in parent. your car and you move. I got every, my life is here. I'm fifth generation. No, 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 no. I don't believe it. Listen, I know. I know. But unfortunately... Your community has changed. You're surrounded by left-wing kooks, you just said, and your kids are going to be indoctrinated. You're going to have to make priorities. The one good thing we have in this country is mobility. I'm sorry. You're not going to be able to fix your community. You're just not. It's kookville. That's what it is. So that's what you can do. There is no other answer. Stay and fight. Well, I wouldn't stay and fight there if I had three, four, five kids. I would take them somewhere where they're actually going to get a real education and love this country. I'll be right back. The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now. 877-381-3811. You know, I love my 2010 Camaro. But it's reached that age where things are starting to go wrong. I don't worry about these problems anymore, though. Not since I got extended vehicle service protection from CarShield. And getting covered by CarShield is a great idea. It's affordable protection that can save you thousands for a covered repair. You know, a new fuel pump can cost you over 500 bucks, replacing a water pump's over 1000 bucks. And if you need repairs to a control arm or torque converter, stuff most of us never heard of before until it breaks... Now we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars to fix and replace. They even have plans that cover your car's computer, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield's the ultimate in extended coverage, and they get your favorite mechanic or dealership paid directly, so you don't have to get involved in that. So sign up today. You'll get 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is in the shop. Save yourself from high repair bills. Get covered by CarShield like I did. Before something goes wrong, call 800-CAR-6100, 800-CAR-6100, and mention code LEVIN. Or visit carshield.com, that's carshield.com, and use code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. Either way, you'll save 10%. That's 800-CAR-6100, code LEVIN, or carshield.com, code LEVIN. A deductible may apply. What a great service it is, too. Like I say, we have it on our Camaro. You know, there's a fellow running in a very crowded primary in Texas 
for the Republican nomination to be a congressman from Texas. And I happen to know this gentleman for some time. He is a conservative's conservative. He served as uh, Ted Cruz's chief of staff. And uh, more than that, he is a, a very decent, principled man, and his name is Chip Roy. Chip, how are you, sir? I'm great, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show. It's great to be on. Tell us about the district. Tell us how many candidates are running. Tell us when the election is. Absolutely. Thanks for, for asking. This is the 21st congressional district here in Texas. stretches between Austin and San Antonio and out into the hill country of Texas, right in the center. We have 18 candidates running, which is an extraordinary number. Although as a student of history, you might appreciate that when John Tower ran for the Senate in 1961, there were 71 candidates. So oh, Lord. 18, yep. 18 seems manageable, but it's a very crowded field. Uh, but we're doing great, Mark. And look, you, you had me on on the first night that I announced my candidacy in December. And thanks to so many of your listeners who gave uh, from across the country and throughout Texas to my campaign, we were able to outraise all of my 17 opponents in the fourth quarter in December. And I can't thank you enough and your listeners enough and would encourage them to continue to help support the campaign because we, we need it and we're uh, marching strong right now. Well, what are the big two or three issues that you see out there right now? Well, I mean, look, the, the things that I'm talking to the people in this district about that they care about every single day, uh, Obamacare, uh, spending, and then particularly open borders with no resolve in Washington to do anything about it. And when I talk to them about uh, the fight uh, in my time in Washington, D.C., and they recognize that I'm endorsed by Ted Cruz as his former chief of staff, by uh, Senator Mike Lee, my good friend, and somebody I worked with closely in the trenches in the Senate, and the House Freedom Caucus, and, you know, Mark Meadows and Jim Jordan and the good guys in the House, as well as my other former boss, Governor Perry. And they know that I've been in the fight and been in the trenches. They respond very favorably to the campaign, and they're very excited about the idea of having one of their own to take on the establishment, frankly, on both sides of the aisle that are running the country into the ditch, as we see right now with this ridiculous deal that was struck today, uh, massively escalating our national debt when we have no more room to go and yet binding the hands of the president who knows that he needs to have strong military spending, uh, Congress is not doing their job, and we need to send reinforcements to the good guys up there to send better bills and better spending bills to the president. And what is your uh, website if people want to support you in the district or donate to you throughout the country? Absolutely. It's chiproy.com, C-H-I-P-R-O-Y.com, chiproy.com. And I cannot tell you enough um, how much the support from people across the country Every contribution, $5, $25, $100, they mean so much. Uh, we're in a really good position to be able to send reinforcements to Washington to do the right thing and stand up against the broken establishment that is not representing the people. And, and uh, really, uh, really appreciate the support from your listeners. Mr. Producer, put chiproy.com up on my social sites, uh, chiproy.com. And, uh, you know, I, I, in, a, in a race with 18 people, I may or may not get involved, but in your case, I think your your election is crucial, not just to be a congressman, and you don't need to comment on this, but one day, perhaps to be a senator or governor. Uh, I've come to know you very, very well. You, uh, you you spend a lot of time thinking about the issues that are important to this country. You are one of us. You are a solid conservative, which means the establishment will no doubt despise you. You're articulate. You're intelligent, <clears throat> and you're solid across the board. Um, what other issues do you see out there that are important to you and important to your district? Well, in addition to the ones that I just mentioned, and particularly uh, how important getting our border uh, secured and, and, and opposing an amnesty is to the people of this district, it's also the unelected bureaucrats and the judges 
And, Mark, I know you've been one of the early leaders on this and how important it is to uh, constrain Leviathan and constrain the bureaucrats. And right now, uh, the president and, uh, you know, the people that he has chosen as the elected president to lead the, the administration and the agencies is having trouble against the so-called deep state and the bureaucrats that are in place. And, frankly, Congress has too often shirked its responsibilities, the Article I uh, branch of government that the founders gave them the power to lead as closest to the people, to actually restrain the bureaucrats and restrain judges like that Ninth Circuit judge who completely made up the law about whether or not the president can stop people from coming in from terrorist countries. Of course he can. And it's just uh, absurd. And Congress needs to reassert its power uh, being closest to the people. So that's something that I think is really fundamentally important. Do you think you would join the uh, Freedom Caucus if you were elected? Unapologetically and unabashedly, I, I very much appreciate their support and their endorsement. Uh, not always going to agree with them, not always going to agree with anybody else who's endorsed me or support me, but I know that they're up there trying to fight for the people and try to represent those who elected them, honor their commitment to uh, repeal Obamacare, to limit spending, and uh, take on the establishment that is unfortunately just continuing to give us more and more spending. I think as a student of history, you'll remember that when Ronald Reagan gave his time for choosing speech in 1964, mm -hmm. he bemoaned the $17 million a day that we were uh, spending more than we take in. That's deficit spending. Last year, we spent $1.8 billion a day in deficit spending. And that's 54 years after his great time for choosing speech. So we've got to take on the establishment and take this country back. Well, my God, you know, I'm, I'm not only supporting you because you're my friend, I'm supporting you because we need you. Uh, you're a very articulate voice for our principles, and there are very few of them. So it's well, chiproy.com. Chiproy.com. I hope Levinites out there will will lend Chip a hand. That is a big damn district, isn't it? It's quite a it's quite a sizable district, an important district right in the center of Texas. It's a great district. The Texas Hill Country has great people, great history. And uh, look, I, Mark, your listeners they know this. They listen to you for a reason. But you're such a valuable asset for the conservative movement for this country. Thanks for all you do and the books that you've written, and really being the intellectual and thought leader of the conservative movement at a time when we desperately need it. So thank you for having me on and. And really appreciate the support from your listeners and Chiproy, Chiproy.com. Well, you're really, really kind, and uh, I want the nation to get to know you as I do. So God bless and good luck on the trip. Thank you, sir. God bless. Take care. All right. Take care of yourself. He is the real deal. I mean, he really is. There's so few. Uh, he's an excellent candidate. He's got an excellent pedigree in terms of his career, <clears throat> litigator, and um as I said, he was chief of staff to uh, Ted Cruz for a period of time. There's just no question about his bona fides and his principles. And you can hear how decent and articulate he is. So it's chiproy.com, chiproy.com. I strongly recommend that you use your contributions very wisely. Don't give it to the RNC or this C or that C. Pick the candidates you want to support. And when you have 18 candidates running in a Republican primary, a fellow like this, Chip Roy, who's opposed by the Republican establishment and so forth, but who is as solid as they come and as articulate and decent as they come, he can win. But he's going to need your help. That's chiproy.com. All right. Let's see here. Mario, Garfield, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. Mark, pleasure to speak with you. First time caller, long time listener. Thank I was you. wondering if you could, uh, since you know Constitution very well, my question would be to you, is there any way that President Trump would have be able to issue an executive order and 
basically start an investigation, form a committee, form an investigative unit, like presidential investigative unit, because of everything that's going on, we can't trust the FBI, we cannot trust the CIA, and all well, the other... You, you raise a very interesting point. Can the president appoint a commission to look into this? He absolutely can. Which is why I keep saying we need a commission to look into it. He absolutely can. Uh, it's a way to address this without having to go through the FBI and the Justice Department, having to go through Mueller and so forth. Again, it wouldn't be a, a criminal investigative commission. That would be nonsensical. It would be a commission that would examine what took place, uh, that would look under every stone, and then come up with recommendations after they release their facts. So, yes, the president can do this. Good point, Mario. Exactly what I was thinking, and I would go even further, not only do this, but seize all of the hard drives and computers and the cell phones. Well, they can't do that. They can't do that. As I say, they're not a, a criminal investigative unit, <clears throat> but uh, they can uh, conduct themselves, as I said, as a policy-oriented organization and try and get to the bottom of this, and I believe the president should do that. Thank you, my friend. Mark, Tri-Cities, Washington State, the great KFLD. Go. Thanks, Mark. Hey, but Jeff Sessions is uh, criminally based, and that guy can what? definitely be tougher. I would like yeah. to see Mr. Sessions get tougher. I think he's he's left. He's, what do you want him to do? Oh, gosh. You know, with, we've got a constitutional crisis going on. And I he, wish he would appoint a special counsel, not to look into the quote-unquote Russia matter, from which he's recused himself, no, a special counsel to investigate the activity that took place at the FBI and the Justice Department. He needs I, I, I don't understand. Now, you got this Rosenstein who appoints a, a special counsel for no reason at all, who's now uh, trying to take out Trump with these uh, phony obstruction of justice ideas. Uh, and But here we actually have corrupt activity. Absolutely. Uh, All right. All right, my friend, thank you. Where are we? Oh. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Here's some uh, exciting news, folks. Simply Safe is a company that's been around for many years. They've transformed into the fastest growing home security company in America. Now they protect over 2 million people, including me and my family. Well, they just released their brand new home security system, the all-new Simply Safe. This system's been completely rebuilt and redesigned. They've added new safeguards to protect against power outages, downed Wi-Fi, cut landlines, bats, hammers, everything in between. Now, the all-new Simply Safe was redesigned to be practically invisible, with powerful sensors so small you'll hardly notice them. You know who will notice them? Intruders. Simply Safe spent years building this system. They added so much, but you still get the same fair and honest price. 24-7 professional protection for only $15 a month. And with Simply Safe, there are no long-term contracts. This new system is smaller, faster, stronger than anything they've built before. It is cutting-edge technology, no wires whatsoever. But supply, it's limited because they truly are flying off the shelves. I get this checked every couple of days. So go to simplysafemark.com. Go there right now to order your system. That's simplysafemark.com to protect your home and family today. Simplysafemark.com. Edward.
Northfield, Minnesota, Sirius Satellite, go. Hey, Mark, uh, an honor speaking to you. And I just want to tell you you that uh, I'm new to Sirius uh, Satellite Radio, but I love listening to your program. I am a reformed uh, Democrat. Um, After what went on in the last um, administration, I just couldn't take it anymore. And as a former military member, I mean, I know full well that what Hillary Clinton did was a crime. And now we now know, uh, in essence, what uh, the last administration did was a complete crime. Mark, my question to you, plain and simple, is when are they going to hold these people accountable? I, I don't know if we can. I, I don't know if you don't have to go, Edward. I don't know oh, if we can. Sure. Um, as I say, I know congressional hearings are important. We've gotten this far. I know uh, some of us out here, it's important to do what we're doing. But to hold people to account, I mean, you really do need a criminal investigation. And there isn't one right now. And uh, we have the media against us. We have the Democrat Party against us, using the instrumentalities of the culture, <clears throat> of the press, and of government to try and obstruct. And so it's it's tough. And yet this is a battle for our republic. That's what it is. That's very true. Um, just one last thing. Um, is there a way that Jeff Sessions can unrecuse himself? I know it would be tough, but... Is there, I mean, he's well, he could, but I mean, at this point, I don't think it would do anything. Uh, uh, so, no, I, I, I don't expect that to happen. Edward, I want to thank you for your service, too. God bless you, sir. Dan, Grand Junction, the great KNZZ, go. Hello, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Long-time listener, uh, read several thank of you. your books, and I think you are the smartest guy on the radio. Oh, thank my you. question is... Uh, the Comey investigation into Hillary and the email thing, we, he wrapped all that up in a nice, neat little bow, said no charges. Why, just before the election, I cannot figure this out, did he suddenly announce he was reopening it? And, and if he's there protecting Hillary, what, what, what did he have to gain or how did he hope to help Hillary by doing that? Because he had no, <coughs> excuse me, he had no choice. Uh, they learned about these emails and he couldn't be in, uh, uh, so they had to present them and say, see, we got these emails, and look how they moved so fast over the weekend to, to say, okay, no, no problem, everybody, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Now, Hillary's not happy with that because she's blaming everything and everyone for her loss, of course, other than her, because she's a disaster. But Comey was, in my view, covering for her. And uh, the fact that in the end, when those, and you make a good point with those emails that weekend before, and he clears her very, very quickly, um, he had to do that because he several months before he had cleared her also with the with the emails. So he was trying to close a loop. <clears throat> I think Hillary lost because Hillary lost. Had nothing to do with any of this. She didn't campaign in Michigan. She didn't campaign in Wisconsin. Uh, Trump uh, uh, tapped into uh, blue collar workers the way Reagan did in his two landslides. Um, Trump also held the Republican base. And so, you know, the Democrats were shocked. She lost because she's a lousy candidate, she's a lousy person, and she's a radical kook. All right, my friend, thanks for your call. And as I've said before, there is no reason at all why the Russians or Putin would have wanted Trump as president of the United States. You can see it right now. But Hillary, they got pretty much whatever the hell they wanted. Uranium and uh, eviscerating the military and on and on and on. Why in the world... Use common sense. Why in the world would the Russians want Trump? Now, if you listen to the Democrats, you know, it's because uh, he's making money off them. They're nuts. Forget about them. 
just as a rational matter, why in the world would the Russians want Trump as opposed to Hillary, who they got everything from? David, Fort Mill, South Carolina, on the Mark Levin app. How are you? I'm well, Mark. I hope you're doing well. I hope you feel better soon. Um, real quickly, my first Thank question you. is um, the FISA judge. Um, he clearly was lied to when he was presented with that um, uh, uh, document from... Uh, well, we don't know which... You know, there's more than one FISA judge, and we don't know which judge on which application or extension. Uh, but... If you're going to say, why doesn't the judge or these judges, why don't they take action? I'm with you. I would drag these people in front of my court. I'd want to get to the bottom of this, and I'd want to hold people responsible. Absolutely. That's my question. I just don't understand. You know, I mean, I've been in the legal process for much, much, much. I got to run, but you're exactly right, David, and focus needs to be placed on these judges. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. I want to thank you for being here, bearing with me. I think we provided you with some interesting information. And I hope to be here tomorrow, too. God bless you. See you then.